Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Glenn Power is here. We are talking about fixing your car. We're not just talking about it. You're going to literally get there uh, down on the asphalt and uh, uh, affect <laughs> some repairs. Glenn will guide you through it step-by-step. <laughs> step. Just leave the phone beside you know, if you've got something going on with your vehicle. We want to hear from you and, and give you an opportunity to, to really sort it out. But before we get started, what, what, uh, what do you think about going to Sicily? Yes, please. Yeah, so I don't know anyone who doesn't want to go to Sicily for uh, a vacation. And why not take, you know, the wife and, and the kids and, you know, have some fun in Sicily. Easy to do. But also, who doesn't like a little summer music? Everyone loves summer music. Uh, if you were to, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know if you were to have to pick a summer driving song oh, or a summer in or a summer in the workshop fixing cars song, what might it be? Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I'd be yeah. I'd be going with "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees, taking me right back to Saturday Night Fever. Because <laughs> just just imagine you got the wrenches and you're walking around there and you're you know torque wrenches, staying alive, staying alive. Just yeah. you got the hips swinging, the yeah. arms pushing. It, it's. I think I'd have to go for something a bit slower. Slow, so ooh, hot. Ooh. Keep it slow. I, I I'm I'll have to get back to you. Okay. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Uh, okay. So, yeah. well, the, the reason I bring this up is if you go to DubaiI1038.com, you're going to see songs of the summer. We got a, we got a whole opportunity going for you to help shape some of the music that's going to be played this summer. Mark Lloyd's got a great show that he's going to be unveiling. It's going to be a lot of fun, and and you can help shape that. Go to DubaiI1038.com, fill in the details, make your selections, and you could be walking away with a fabulous family holiday for four to Sicily. It's that simple. At Dubai Eye, we're cutting edge. We're always doing cool things, and we like to reward you. So not only do you get great tunes, you can walk away with a prize. There we go. Easy. Yeah, me too. Uh, So if you're wondering what you've tuned into, this is the Car Clinic. As I said, Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. And around this time every week, we we like to get under the bonnet of your car and and just start sorting things out. And um, we're going to kick off with it. This is an interesting one. So uh, yesterday coming into the studio, I carpool with Imtishan. And yesterday, instead of going in the 10-plus-year-old Jeep Wrangler, <laughs> we went in the rather new Dodge Ram. i got to say, I think the, the Wrangler drives better than the Ram. I know, I know. Uh, I think I'd, <laughs> take, I'd, I'd agree with that. He, he, yeah. He's kind of tricked out the suspension. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, I kind of like to have a little bit smoother suspension when I'm on Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Road. And, and, and he did adjust it after. I'd gotten out. Uh, <laughs> Holding you back. <laughs> but I, I just thought, wow, you know, it, the suspensions of our vehicles, and this was, he was adjusting the gas shocks. And it's amazing how shocks, tires, and these these other pieces that are involved in our suspension truly affect the ride. One oh, yeah. thing's out of whack, and the whole ride goes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've, even situations that we have in the workshop where we might have a vehicle on the lift, uh, for let's say an extended period of time we're working underneath the car you can put that vehicle down and drive it 
and if the suspension's getting a little bit weak or worn or tired, whatever mm. you want to call it, you'll drive that vehicle and, and you'll notice a difference in it just from the fact that it's been hanging in its limits for so mm. long. And uh, yeah, the, the suspension gets a real hammer in here. It's so tempting at times to skip the queue by going over the sand. A yep. lot of us have four-wheel drive vehicles, so we'll go off, off-road and go camping and, and uh, take the family out to the desert at the weekends. And yeah, suspension gets a real good workout. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So it makes a huge difference if it's if it's in. Uh, so you, you know, I'm, I'm sure he was adjusting the suspension. A lot of cars come with that as standard. You'll have sport, comfort, auto. And his was even manual. He had to yeah. go out and flick a little knob on. Yeah, turn on the, the adjustment on the strut. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. And look, there's uh, whole departments in Formula One teams and rally teams and all, all touring car teams that are just dedicated to suspension and you'll have some guys for the front some guys for the rear and wow uh, that's how important it is so if if i'm going out and buying shocks which you know it's 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 i'm I'm, i think i'm at about the point where i I probably need new shock absorbers i'm getting (laughs) it's not uh eminent c-sync driving it's it's coming i just have a feeling it's coming you know when you just have a feeling you've you've changed shocks before in a vehicle and you're driving and you're going it's they're not gone but they're getting a little bit tired. Yeah, yeah. I, I get. I have that mostly when I'm just barreling over the sand and <laughs> <laughs> leveling out. Is yeah. uh, you know, and this is just to get onto the road by my house. So, um, it, and people would have seen that, so they they know exactly what I'm talking about. My my wife's comment is, how is it that you can find every bump, and when I go over, it's smooth. Yeah. And I I borrow a line or a piece of a line from a Taylor Swift song. They find me. <laughs> 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 the bumps find me. I don't find them. Anyway, um, it, the, back to the question, because we're talking suspensions, and now we're talking shocks. And, and as everyone knows, the show is all about my vehicles that yeah. are old and need repair. That's why you come in. That's right. It's, it's just <laughs> personal got, mechanics. That's right. Whether I take the advice, <laughs> it's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> and usually it's, should have taken that advice three weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you put different shocks on the front of a vehicle and different shocks on the back or do you you have to buy the is there a standard kit that comes yeah you can put normally what will happen is you'll have a front suspension setup which will be a certain type so it will be a coil over so you'll have a, a coil spring or an air spring over the damper or the shock as we termine it uh, otherwise known as a McPherson strut right. on the front. You can have that on the rear as well. You okay. can have them separate. So you can have the damper and the spring separate on the front and the rear. Uh, less common on the front these days, uh, but still prevalent on the rear, okay. uh, especially in the uh, four-wheel drive stuff, the American vehicles. Mm. But you can have totally different setups comparing the front to the rear axle you can have uh, independent rear suspension is is more common now but it didn't always used to be the case you have stiff beam rear axles uh, like which, a k-car right? uh, that's yeah, right yeah, so that's it so i mean there's a lot of difference between the front and the rear and that's why i say you know race teams they'll have people mm. specialized on the front and special people that specialize on the rear now obviously they have to be working together yeah uh, but they're, they're completely different you've got to think about some vehicles have the engine in the front some have the engine in the rear some have rear wheels rear wheel steer so they they're just totally different setups and um it's one of those subjects that people kind of don't really think too much about you know until there's a knocking noise or they're yeah. going over a speed bump and then they you know 
20 seconds later they're still bouncing yep. think, oh man I've got a problem <laughs> so uh, you know and that's it and you, sometimes you'll notice it especially with the guys in the taxis because they're doing such high kilometres um, you know you'll, you'll drive down and maybe you'll overtake one of them or one of them will overtake you and you might see one of the I've rear... never overtaken a taxi in my life <laughs> no, it's well, always been the yeah, other way around overtake you <laughs> yeah but uh, one of the rear wheels might be sort of looking like it's hopping up and down in the wheel yeah. arch and that's sign of uh, okay. a tired damper so it's basically the spring mm. just oscillating constantly right. and um I, i've seen that quite a few times on on the there's a particular vehicle mm-hmm. uh, that is sold to gardeners yeah, and there must be right. someone yeah, right. in Sharjah that owns all of them because yeah. <laughs> all of these gardener guys yeah. are driving the exact same cars yeah and I don't know, they're, they're kind of a 19 or a 2000... Early 2000, yeah. Two, three, four kind of Corolla thing. Yeah. With, and, they're, and they're saloons. Yep. They're, and I've seen several of those. I often wonder how they make it through RTA, but I've seen a few of them that exactly have had that. And you're driving behind them going, that must be an awful ride inside. Yeah, you'll get a real bad howling noise. And what happens is it also wears the tire out. So the tire yeah. ends up looking like a, you know, a 50 fill coin or something. You get mm. flat spots really bad on there. And uh, that then worsens the problem. And it, it just exponentiates. And, and then before you know it, you've got an unbearable noise and a dangerous tire. So definitely worth keeping your eye on and anything you feel different on driving the vehicle is is uh, important to get checked uh in the skoda guy has just texted through and he sent me an email actually that he had the fabia in you had a nice look at it yes you changed a lot of fluids in that thing yeah we met in uh came in with the skoda fantastic car couldn't believe the prices he was telling me about <laughs> skodas uh such a shame we haven't got them in dubai yeah i mean i know we get them in abu dhabi but I'll be looking at one of those we for sure. We don't, have a, we don't have a Skoda dealer here anymore. No, I can't. We we were all reliant totally on the guys over in okay. Abu Dhabi who did. Yeah. Obviously, bearing in mind we were working shorter hours for Ramadan, they did a yeah. great job for us with the parts in the end. So, okay. Um, but no, great car, and uh, we did a lot on that. Well, he yeah. said you you changed all sorts of fluids. Like yeah, the transmission was the key one. Mm. Uh, so the old sealed for life. Uh, nonsense, shall we say, for <laughs> want of uh, risking the uh, wrath of a few mm. manufacturers. But look, it really isn't a good idea in, in our climate, and I'll back that statement up till the end, I think. Uh, but yeah, we got that's in next, there. That's next week. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I can say anything I want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but uh, no, it, it was um, good to see that somebody, uh, obviously like Ian, wants to yeah. prevent issues by, you know, preventative maintenance and mm. uh the oil came out in good condition but okay, that's good. the conversation that i had with ian was that you know that he's been off-roading with that fabia or <laughs> definitely not <laughs> almost certainly not but um no it, it, taking oil out of, uh, of any component and changing it while it's in good condition might sound like a waste of money but it's very very quick the deterioration of oil and once you get a slight issue it will quickly deteriorate to the point where then you start to cause wear and tear and wear on the transmission even one as well proven as the transmission in that Skoda the parts are so expensive and the repair costs are so expensive that it's well worth getting in there and advancing spending a few hundred dirhams changing the oil the he also a cryptic question can Glenn uh, VW Audi shocks yeah no problem okay there we go yeah. easy so uh, get back in touch with yeah. with Glenn, and he and the Skoda guy will sort things out. Did you did you by chance get to see any of his collection of Jeeps? 
No, but he yet. has mentioned it, that okay. it needs a couple of things looking at. <laughs> he might have actually said suspension, you know. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, yeah. I've only heard stories about Ian the Skoda guy out on the sand, so yeah. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, hopefully I'll get to see the Jeep as well. Okay, there we go. If you're wondering what you've tuned into, by the way, it's not just two guys nattering on about car repairs. <laughs> it is the car clinic, which means you can join the conversation as well. program you're listening to is Nightline. My name's James Pikeway. Glenn is here from GT Auto Center, and uh, we're ready to take your calls. Uh, we got Amir joining us on the line. He has uh, a question. Oh, joining us on the line for the car clinic with Glenn Power from GT Auto Center. In case you're wondering what you're listening to. And as Amir is on the phone, we have Benji and Esther, man in the phone lines. It's that busy in this studio. We got the tag team on the other side of the window. Just call and have a chat with them. Uh, they're, they're great. Uh, Amir, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, guys. I'm glad I'm, I went through and the other guys are still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so patient as, as you're on the air. I'm blathering yeah. away, and you're not saying, okay, speed it up, Pikeway, speed it up. Let's get to this. <laughs> no, this is not my first time, so I, I, I think I got the cue as to when I should go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you know the program. There we go. <laughs> right. So, well, so I just have a quick question. Yeah, fire uh, away. For both you guys, right? Um, there's a, there's a, one of my friends, he's selling his Porsche Cayenne GTS 2015. It's 100,000 run. It's still under warranty, but I'm just wondering whether I should even lay my hands on that car because I had a Q7 earlier and it gave me a lot of expenses after it touched 110. And, you know, there was all sorts of problems yeah. coming up. So, in your experience, would a Porsche Cayenne still, uh, would, it, would it also give me all these kind of expenses uh, after it touches 100 or what? Well, as, uh, f- first question, has he had it properly maintained for the entire life of the vehicle? That's right, we're driving yeah, it, on those. Always been in the in the the agency, you know, the, the, the agency, right? Okay. Well, you got a few things to think about here. Obviously, heart overhead tells me buy it straight away. As soon as yeah. the words Porsche and then Cayenne, Cayenne and then GTS came out of your mouth, I was like, buy it, uh, buy it. I didn't even listen to the warranty bit. Just yeah. Buy it. But we, we we tuned out at that point. We we're just trying. We're just imagining it. what the color is it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buy it. Uh, no, I mean, look, Q7 is a good good point to to bring up. Obviously. Uh, they share the same uh, VAG platform, so very similar cars, but the GTS uh, equipment and engine is totally different to the Q7. Uh, so okay. it, it will be a completely different animal, and that's probably a good word for it. Now, you've still got warranty on it, and if it's been maintained properly, and I'm sure it has by Al Nabuda in the, in the time that it's from being new to now, then you shouldn't have any issues with it. What might be an idea is, as you start to obviously see the 100,000 kilometers come and go, it's maybe worth servicing it a little bit sooner. So they'll probably be saying you can do 15,000 kilometers between. You know, I'd, I would take it down to 10. You, you, All right. you get the oil changed a bit more regularly and do things like spark plugs and air filter more more often. So instead of going the full 60 or 80,000 for the spark plugs, do them maybe at 45, 50. And same with the air filter. I, for me, because of the climate we're in, I'd change the air filter on every service. So uh, one thing you're going to start to notice, it's gonna, it, there is a cost associated with owning course, this car. but and it's a Porsche, right? Uh, tires, what kind of conditions That's, are his tires? Yeah. And those things are brutal. 2015 may well be um, on its first set of tires. If it hadn't done 100,000 kilometers, it must be on its second set. Especially with so him. I know that he's recently got it maintained, uh, serviced, and also tire change and all yeah. that. Is that he's shifting country, so he's looking to sell? Look, I mean, if if you know the guy, you can trust his word on it. You've yeah. obviously got the history you can trace, you know, through through Al Nabuda or wherever it's been. If it's been anywhere since then, 
for me uh, from experience yes they can be expensive cars to maintain but it is a luxury premium top end vehicle that is as you know that's as as premium as it gets in the SUV kind of uh, segment so I I would do the due diligence as as Glenn said go and have a chat with the Al Nabuti guys and bring your friend with you but just go through what the services that have been done what has been replaced if anything and and if any doubt you can get a a second party to get a look at it again with your friend It'll cost you a few hundred dirhams. I think it's typically about 500. Yeah, well worth doing. And sometimes that's very useful to get done because it's another set of eyes that's not the agency. Just just another person taking a look just to give you a sense of if there's anything they're noticing that, that might be close to giving way. Uh, it's it's not foolproof, but at least gives you peace of mind so that when you lay down that cash, you you say, well, you know what? I've I've done the best I can do. If something happens now, it it was just destined to happen. Mm-hmm. So I I would just oh, okay. do I would just do the full check with that and 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 with your friend because I mean like everyone we own cars sometimes little things go wrong that we don't share with everyone and just because it's a little thing and. Yeah. just good to know I, I, I think that uh, a key thing to remember here is it's very similar to the Q7 but it's going to be uh, 10, 15, maybe 20% more in terms of the maintenance cost just because it is a Porsche and it, it you know it is the sports model of that already sports SUV so you do need to perhaps the, the value for you for getting it checked wouldn't necessarily be finding out that there's nothing wrong with it because you might be already confident of that it it would be more the fact that you can sit down with someone and they can say to you look this is what you might be facing as James has just said and this is what it's definitely going to cost you over the next 20-30 thousand kilometers in just scheduled maintenance peace of mind it's all got it got it Got Excellent. It, it. So, right. so when Great. you when you Thank do you have that thing, you got to send us through a picture. By the way, when you're uh, when you've made the acquisition. Sure. <laughs> Four to you guys. Four to you guys. <laughs> Great. Hey, thank you very much, thank man. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Bye. Bye. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. By the way, if you're wondering what you're listening to, it's the Car Clinic. We're fixing cars, and and talking about car repair and talking about maintenance and. Get your car maintained. It's that simple. Yeah. Preventative maintenance is a good thing as well. Yep. <laughs> Just don't let it wait. And again, I, I saw a couple of vehicles today. It was warm, but... You know, just silly things. Again, you know, slow down. One guy already had a car pulled over with him, but he had a big bucket, of, a big jug of water out out there. So clearly, he planned ahead because who has a big jug of water like that in the back of their car? Yeah. So I'm thinking this must have happened before to him. Fortunately, you know, I had other people there, but it's like, man, if you got an issue, topping up might not be the solution. Get it fixed if you got a lad yeah, with a, a leak. A good one in today. Not good actually for anybody in, involved, but the customer of ours that, that came in with the vehicle who, who has known for a while that he's had a coolant leak. Oh. It's not been using so much water. He's been monitoring it, you know, sort of every other day, putting a few hundred milliliters in here or there. A few hundred a day? Yeah. Well, so, that's a lot of water. <laughs> so he's just been monitoring it and obviously not got much time going through life, you know, kids to school, yep. everything else. Don't want to get around a car. I know that. And then today, big noise, Uh-oh. a lot of smoke, opens a bonnet, bit of fire and we've had coolant leaking out of the pump onto oh the drive belt no. onto the alternator seizing the alternator and friction it's 40 degrees plus outside there's no air and it's just been yeah now it's a, now it's an issue now it's gone from being a water pump to a water pump belt tensioner roller alternator yeah. and uh, obviously very lucky everyone's okay no no one no one had any issues in terms of being mm. injured from it but 
financially and, and time wise that, yeah. that it's now now as major repair whereas we could have that could have been repaired that could have been a couple of days yeah but yeah. now it's going to be two yeah. three we've got the holiday coming up parts aren't going to be available it's not to us happen so over a long weekend yeah no, unfortunate but that that that's one of those situations that we can always say just in case the worst case scenario was to happen get it checked yeah. well it does happen and it happens if we yeah. think about it probably weekly at least don't put those don't put those things off. The no. quick fixes, the the band aids are good, you know, to get you to the garage, but to get you into the workshop. That's think, right. Oh, it'll be okay. It's it's okay, right? It's, I I know the situation because I've been there, and yep. I'll be saying to someone, "It's okay, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be okay." And they're looking at me, going, "What are you mad? You know, it's not okay. You just want someone else to say it is." <laughs> oh, well, I'm not talking to you guys anymore. I'm going to this. Side. It's okay, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Can I talk to your baby? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't speak. Yeah. It's okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> that's it yeah it's, uh, so we're not I'm not laughing at your your customer I'm laughing at myself because I've been there yeah, and I, I'm I'm you know I'm shedding a tear for those that those folks because now that's thousands more plus a car rental plus and yeah you know yeah, yeah something that was relatively simple but you know, we've said it before people are time poor right yeah. and it's very very difficult especially in the heat now who wants to wait outside for a cab yeah you know let alone yeah. have to pay for it yeah. So I, I totally get it. I really do get it. But this is one of those things. Leaks will happen no matter how often you service your vehicle. You are never going to avoid having a leak or a broken part yeah. because that's just the way it is. They're, hey, they're I, almost... Hold on a second. I've, I'm touching wood here. <laughs> I've had no oil leaks. Man, I had to have a whole bunch of the the um, 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 whatever they're called gaskets replaced. Mm. I've had no oil leaks in at least two years. Yeah, I'm I'm, good. I'm laughing. Yeah, I'm good. very happy because yeah. <laughs> before that I had some oil leaks. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, that, like I say, and that's not a, a necessarily a. It can be a reflection on the maintenance of the vehicle. Don't get me wrong, and, and not maintaining it properly yeah. will will accelerate any issues you have and bring them forward. But so maintenance you, is just there to nece- yeah. not necessarily prevent everything, but to prevent what it can and then give you an early warning on, on right. the rest. I think you know, in, in my case with the the gaskets that needed to be replaced, it was both Jeeps. At about the same mileage, had the same thing going. I'm just going. These guys can just wear out. You've got the opus of Jeep Wrangler repairs, <laughs> oh. haven't you? You just open it up, and it's like, uh, yeah, it's been 12 months since I did that, so it's probably ready. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And it was like both vehicles, exactly the same repair had to be done in about six months' time. And it was like, yeah. really? And I, as soon as I saw it starting on the other one, I went, you can't be serious. Yeah, at least you know what it is now. Well, that's it. You know, and and that's when I was saying, oh yeah, but it'll be okay. <laughs> I can go a little longer. Yeah. And then and then you know, the 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 little Glenn on my shoulder said, what are you mad? Of course you're gonna get this into the garage. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we've all been there. Have you thought yet about the uh, song of the summer? Because you know we do have DubaiI1038.com. Go on. No, there. you see you've ruined that. You mentioned Taylor Swift. <laughs> so now I'm just uh, I can't get that out. Any of Taylor Any, Swift song works def- for me. Definitely not for me. Uh, anyone. So uh, I even I do the Swifty maybe, test. Maybe California Dreaming. That'd California be a good one. Dreaming. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good nice one. and mellow, chilled out. Cause it's so hot in the workshop. Mm. Yeah, so what about some Alice Cooper? School's out for summer. Nice. No, because then I just get upset that school's not out. (laughs) (laughs) And it's 50 degrees in the workshop and I'm 70% humidity and I'm working. Go to Dubai i1038.com if you want to get involved in winning a trip for four 
to Sicily. All you got to do is help us pick our songs of the summer. It's going to be a great new show. It's coming up. Uh, it's, I think it's going to kick off actually 1st of July when Mark Lloyd is back. So you want to get involved in that. It's, it's really simple. And you want to get involved in this program. This is the Car Clinic. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. We're talking about car repair. We're talking about car maintenance. Maybe you've got something going on with your car. A, a great place to sort that out is in the parking lot of your favorite mall when you're going up and down the, the ramps yep. or you're waiting behind cars in the lines because you just start hearing things and, you know, sensors start going off, your funny noises. It's a great place to uh, investigate things and then get in touch with us because we can walk you through what might be the issue. So do that now. This is the Car Clinic. Glenn joining us from GT Auto Center. He's fixing cars on the radio. It's the Car Clinic. And here's a great one from uh, Moody saying, Hi, my new Lexus R350 gives lots of brake dust in the front brakes. Also, it's just on the uh, 20,000 kilometer service. They told me the front pads need replacement. 20,000 kilometers. Okay. Mm. I am not a, a fast driver. Why such high brake wear? Also, I find the discs too small for the car size. Right. Okay. Well... RX350, nice car. Yeah. Got a good one there. Uh, 20,000 on brake pads is very, very low mileage. That is. Uh, That's something I would be questioning. I had a Dihatsu Syrian that never had the brakes changed. There you go. (laughs) Even the guys at the... It was AAA at that Mm. point. Even those guys said, do you use the brakes on this car? Because I kept asking them to change them, and they kept saying... Yeah, they don't need changing. <laughs> I said, I think the brakes brakes need changing. And they went, nope. Yeah. You, know, you ever you change the brakes? Nope. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So 20,000 kilometers, what do you think That's, might be going on there? I mean, look, I don't know because I haven't checked it. I mean, I would just ask them to clarify that, maybe give you some measurements of what's left on the friction yeah. lining. Um, if, if they're one out of defective 20, pads, do you well, think? there's got to be something wrong at 20,000 kilometers. Unless, and you say there quite clearly, you're not a fast driver. Yeah. That's not a, a, a sort of typical kilometre reading for a set of brakes especially, mm. especially the fact that it was new pads on new discs yeah. so that it should be the perfect conditions and uh, yeah that that seems very very uh, short time that to, makes to me wonder if if there's some issue with the integrity of those pads if yeah. there wasn't some defect in them I mean yeah. it seems weird yeah very strange I'd ask for some clarity on that because that does seem strange I mean brake dust is brake dust you will get brake dust there are certain markets in the world America, North America being one of them I think there's some in Europe as well where you have to have what they call dustless brake pads you can't have uh, they, they, they try and eliminate brake dust there are yeah. companies here that sell them I work quite closely with, with one brand in particular that, that sell them an Australian brand called Pedas and they have a range of very low dust brake pads and hmm. they it's the difference is stark actually you would notice if you're noticing the dust on the wheels now you will certainly notice that there's much less if any with with a, a low dust pad so there are options to go there but obviously the vehicle's obviously still in warranty yeah. uh, at 20,000 kilometers so you're going to have to stick with the genuine pads not that there's anything wrong with them but I would just be asking a question yeah it's not something I've heard a complaint of before about an RX350 having very uh, high levels of brake dust. So you may have an issue with perhaps the braking system that's, that, that, it, that it isn't disengaging properly or yeah. something else. So that's why they're wearing out so quickly and you're getting a lot of dust. So I would just ask for a bit more clarity on that from the guys over at Lexus. Okay, excellent. What, what about the idea that maybe the, 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 the who's finding the, the discs too small for the car looking at them? Yeah, I mean, obviously from an aesthetic point of view, that might be the case. Uh, Physically and how they work, it, it, you know, Lexus Toyota—they've spent yeah. years 
in years developing these vehicles and, and, and they'll plan them very carefully and the brakes will be very very high on the list of things do not make a mistake on you right. know, there, there's certain things you don't want to get wrong and, and brakes is, is probably top of that list so I wouldn't worry too much it's just the fact that you know you're driving a relatively big car yep. definitely an RX350 that new is going to have real nice alloy wheels oh, on it can you imagine? you're going to see straight through them onto the brakes the discs are what they are there, there's a lot to consider with, with the size of brake discs so you've obviously got to think about how much space you've got behind the rim you've got to think about what suspension system can you fit LED lighting it. back there <laughs> that would be nice you can upgrade the discs if you want and you get a disco ball and everything else well, in there if you want now, to now we're talking <laughs> but, but I'm not sure you'll uh, I'm not sure it go down too well with Lexus if you try to put a warranty claim in for anything yeah, in the future but, problem. Um, always talk to the service advisor yeah. and, and if, 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 if he or she can't help you ask to speak to the service manager yeah. and uh, seems I'm something sure wrong there it just seems yeah, odd the service manager will help you out yeah. there we go let, let us know how you make out with that. We're, we're really curious what mm. uh, what they found or what their what their explanation is. Yeah. And you know, again, you don't want to void your warranty, but you you can have someone else take a look yeah. without doing anything. That's right. And that's I mean that's popping off the the tires and and taking a look. And if you're really concerned, have them do that. Have them write up a report for you. And then and then if if the 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 agency is not going to help you, get in touch with Lexus directly and yeah, say, exactly, look, yeah. this is what I'm ta- I'm hearing at the agency. I've had independent evaluation done. Nothing has been done to it. They just looked, and this is what they suspect. Yeah, and something else to think about as well. When manufacturers bring out vehicles, new models, or or even just facelifted versions of, of the current model, they rely on us as the consumer and the end user to do a lot of the testing and the proving of the vehicles for us. So when, when I was working in the UK at, at the uh, agency there, we had, you know, we had strict procedures to follow with any new model so when a new vehicle was released new model was released we would have to send absolutely everything we found from brake wear tire wear uh, you know frequency of faults uh, frequency of servicing everything that we found even samples of oil sometimes back to the brand so that they knew what was going on with the vehicles out in the field and then as a collective community we had then got a database of well I've had this problem what's it and then if, if two or three people have reported the same problem the brand would look at it and say okay we need to recall these vehicles or we need to do a proactive repair so every time one comes in for service do that so reporting it to lexus isn't always something to worry about i would definitely do that because you might find that you're the second person to do it and if that is the case then you may trigger lexus saying all right we need to get different discs on this car we need to get different pads on this car and and you know that's that's just part of part of the industry that, that that we're in at the moment so definitely report it because it, it's well worth it especially being brakes but we we got an email through from uh firas and yes. he uh he sent through and he said hey loves the show great show guys keep it up and and i gotta say thank you very much we actually e- you emailed him back some some material uh for his question but i'm going to read the question out and i'm sure other people have this same question so we're mm-hmm. going to walk through it again glenn and he said, uh, he said, I got a, I've got a question that's been bugging me for a little while now. He says, I just did a 5,000-kilometer oil and filter change. The service station convinced me to opt for an engine flush. I got it done. Now I've checked online, and I'm getting mixed reviews. Is engine oil flushing any good for the car, or is this just... Uh, a gobbledygook way of making more revenue. Uh, kilometers that have been done are 36,000. It's a Toyota sedan aged 2016. Yeah. 
thoughts? So it was a good question to have, and yeah, uh, yeah I was uh, just sat sat up in bed, just doing some <laughs> reading. Got the email through and sent the reply. And, and I, I got to say, I responded to him then. Yeah. And he was he was shocked a that we there was such a response so quickly, and also by the amount of detail in the response. So yeah. very happy man. No, it's, I mean it's it's always good to to be able to answer these questions because some people will come into the workshop and, and this has obviously been the case for Faraz, right? So he, yeah. he hasn't felt comfortable to ask the question at the time, which is it's kind of embarrassing for the for the industry. You know, we should be approachable and be able to answer these questions. Yeah. And, and, and the situation is, and, and we'll probably go into it in depth here, but there are a lot of things to consider about brake flush. Unfortunately, the cynic in me and, and the cynic in a lot of people will say that, yes, it's just a gobbledygook way to make more money. Mm. Add 50 or 100 dirhams to the invoice. And um, that is, unfortunately, the way the people that make these engine flushes probably start off with the best intentions, but then realize to get them into the market, they've got to convince people that it'll make them money to sell them for them. Yeah. So that's, unfortunately, the way it is. But they are of use and... Uh, my preferred use with them is prevention they can be used to a certain degree to cure issues but they can cause damage if they're used in the wrong way and that's uh, obviously what went into it so is is an engine oil flush a process or a chemical that you're just pouring in so we have to be careful in 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 what we discuss it's it's typically whatever it is you're using a chemical you're using some kind of cleaning agent a lot of the times it's based on kerosene so there's a it's a kerosene compound and then there's there's other things added to it uh oil and uh, sorry seal conditioners to make sure it doesn't damage rubber seals and stuff in the engine but basically you're putting it in the engine and flushing it around and circulating it around with the engine oil that's in there mm. and it's breaking down carbon deposits its sole reason to exist is to break down carbon deposits um, and then they are broken down and uh, taken away from the components in the engine and they're obviously able to fall down into the bottom of the uh, engine when the oil settles and then when you drain the oil in theory they come out uh, that's why oil's black because of the okay. carbon in it when it comes out it's black now if that's done regularly all you're doing there is preventing the carbon ever building up and that's great mm-hmm. uh, we've said time and time again that the fuel we have here combined with the fact that we're at very high temperatures for most of the year so the oxygen level in the air is quite low because the air is quite den- uh, not as dense as it would be means that the combustion in the engine isn't complete and you get a lot of carbon in, in the combustion. So that then builds up and, and the oil will, will break it down and wash it around the engine and, and, and do it for as long as it can, but it will become saturated. So then it starts to build up and it sets. And I, th- I sent you some pictures a couple of weeks ago yeah, of one that had this scary. issue. Scary, scary looking. Yeah, so uh, some people call it sludge. Yeah, it looked like chocolate icing. Yeah, so uh, that's right. Yeah, it is. And uh, it, what happens is it sticks to the engine, but when it's just there you think oh it's just there it's not doing anything it obviously isn't going to stick to the moving parts because it's not sort of strong enough to to withstand the movement of the engine so why is it an issue well it can also block oil galleries and 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 especially now with the shift towards smaller engines with turbochargers it blocks oil feeds to turbochargers which can be of a smaller diameter than the uh, ink tube within a biro pen Right, wow. so a ballpoint pen has a tube of ink in it, and sometimes the oil feed to a turbo is that size. Wow! So that doesn't take much to block. So then turbos will wear out very quickly, and and we see a lot of that because of it. So what we're talking about is carbon. It's in there because of incomplete combustion, and it will always be there. 
if you use it from the start and in this case it's a new car relatively low mileage it's a good time to start using it but i would use it use it on every other service every major service okay. nothing wrong with that and uh, it will help out new modern oils have detergents in there to help this so they're there to 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 prevent it building up but again our climate's a bit of a strange one yeah. it's it's at the very extreme of the of the high end temperatures so it can't even with the modern engineering oils unless you're changing the oil at sort of 5000 kilometers which no one's going to do that when the oil's 50 dirhams a liter then uh, you're never going to prevent it so um, and then what we mentioned further into the reply was that other things to think about is an engine needs a spark plug, a petrol engine needs a spark plug and uh, to ignite the fuel. So that needs to be working properly. So the spark plugs on the engine need to be thought about and, and changed regularly. And also the air filter, the air filter mm. or filters on the engine need to be changed regularly to allow the amount of air that's needed to, to carry out the combustion. And if you keep on top of all those things, then you should never have any issues with carbon deposits at all. There we go. That's simple. Glenn is joining us from GT Auto Center. This is the Car Clinic on Nightline, Dubai I 103.8. i got to tip my hat to Glenn, who's here from GT Auto Center, because he's asking all the questions, and I'm, I'm just hanging out. It's the Car Clinic, by the way, is if, you, if you're wondering what you're listening to. That's the program. We want you to get involved if you've got things going on with your vehicle. Uh, a few questions that have come through. One of them is asking, what does a camshaft do? Nice question. Uh, so basically the uh, typical uh, internal combustion engine will have a lower section called the block or the engine block or the cylinder block and the upper section called the cylinder head. And in the head you'll have uh, valves which will open and close and they allow air in and fuel in mm. and they allow exhaust gas out. And the bottom section, the cylinder block, will have the pistons going up and down in the cylinders so they have to be in time with each other so as the cylinders are moving up and down the valves have to open and close at the right time and the camshaft that's its job okay. so the camshaft is driven by the uh, crank shaft uh, normally by a set of gears or pulleys connected by a chain or a belt and the camshaft will rotate with the engine and it will rotate in time as we said to allow the valves and uh, to open and close at the right time do they so wear out yes they do yeah, yeah okay. they do wear out and that's another key reason for changing the oil and using the right oil um, i've worked on a lot of vehicles in the past where camshafts were wearing out and they were wearing through the right through to the top of the valves and causing major issues with engines because the wrong oil was used on them really yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a big issue for us in the UK with with diesel vehicles. It was a huge problem. Okay, well, there we go. You're up to date on what a camshaft is. Another question that's come through is, how do I know if spark plugs need to be changed? You were talking about spark plugs and yeah. carbon and yeah. changing the oil every 5,000K. So how do, how do you know, aside from just saying, yeah, I'm going to change them every major service, which they might not need to be changed every major service. And I think with the Porsche at the very beginning of the show, you were talking about 60,000 kilometers for... Yeah, 60 to 80, depending on which which plugs are in there. Some of them will say in the service book 100 or 120. I'll, I'll, I'll argue that... Are those the four, no. dur four Durham 50 a fill Definitely spark Definitely not, no. Okay. About, about 104. <laughs> yeah. Um, 104? Whoa! But, uh, yeah, they're, they're That's like 95 more Durhams than I want to spend. Okay. <laughs> so we 104 more than I want to spend. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the, the spark plugs are 
look let me let me give you my personal advice on this if you if you have a uh, a vehicle that is is due for a set of spark plugs you will not always know you wouldn't always get the symptoms the the reason they're changed when they're changed is they're designed to to uh, work but that will only happen and and be the case for a certain amount of time Mm. it's not an exact science saying when they will fail so they'll be recommended to be changed within the window of normal operation so you might have no issues the car might be running perfectly well as far as you're concerned but the service center might come back and say to you look guys you need to change your spark plugs they could have remove them and check them in which case they'll probably show them to you and uh, then point out the issue and why they need to be changed they can compare them side by side with a new one and then you might see it quite clearly most likely it's the fact that the vehicle's done 40 or 60 or 80 or however many thousand kilometers since they were last changed and it's a good idea now to change them before you do get an issue because Mm -hmm. as we just said if they're not working properly you're not getting a good spark then the, the fuel will not ignite completely and you'll get a lot extra carbon deposits in the engine which as we've just said is a big issue if it starts to build up in there so changing them in 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 advance of of the service uh, or at least on the scheduled service then is a is a good idea i i once had spark plugs that were cracked yes the, the um porcelain part or whatever the ceramic yeah, part that's right was cracked and and i said to the guys how did, how did that happen and they just looked at me and said <laughs> yeah. when did you last have them changed yeah. <laughs> <It's like laughs> they're under a lot of stress to spot plug. so yeah. so we we um when i when i first started as an apprentice uh, the guy that was teaching me the the uh do's and don'ts basically the basics was uh sort of lesson one was never work on a hot engine and the reason for that was if you take spark plugs out of a hot engine and then try and put them back in when it's cold sometimes they won't go in and if they do they'll damage the threads and that's just because metal expands and contracts with heat and cooling so spark plugs are in one of the hottest parts of the engine they're bolted directly into the engine screwed directly in so they'll get very very hot very quickly and they'll get very cool very quickly as well so they can expand and contract but not forever and the um as you said the porcelain the ceramic part the insulated part of the spark plug can't do that as easily as metal can Mm. so they'll crack and uh, when they crack the spark will not be insulated so it can jump and skip so instead of going and 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 igniting the fuel in the engine it will spark outside of the engine so you'll Uh. get a misfire and then that's when you have an issue. And then look with with more modern vehicles, when the when the engine detects that, it will cut off the fuel injection to that cylinder to stop any raw fuel getting into the exhaust, damaging the catalyst, and damaging the environment. And Wrangler? also, do you think the Wrangler's doing that? No, it doesn't no, do okay, that, James. Okay, no, just, okay, sorry about that. <laughs> so so definitely get yours done on time. But uh, so so yes, they'll crack. Um, sometimes they'll they'll break. You you hear stories of them blowing out of cylinder heads. I've seen that. So they'll blow out with the compression and uh the electrode the center of the plug will fall into the engine oh, sometimes man. so these are these are huge issues with them not being changed so definitely get them changed and um like I say don't wait for there to be signs of a problem like a misfire or smoke or whatever it may be definitely change them beforehand there we go uh for us has actually came through on the old gmail account and uh sent back an email saying hey thanks again for discussing the issue on air appreciate it there we go. Cool for us. And uh, of, of course, talking about spark plugs, get them checked. That's that's the, the mm. bottom line with that as well. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, we've run out the clock once again. 
on the car clinic, which means we have one program left next one week. to go. Yeah, we're wrapping things up where the curtains are coming down on Nightline. So we got one week left of programs. Yep. And uh, so if you've got questions, you're going to want to get them into us because that's it. Nightline is, is uh, going off the air forever. So <laughs> we're going to we have to do some kind of mic drop next week. Yeah. You know, Wednesday, Wednesday show. Yeah. We'll mic drop Wednesday. Mic drop. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Oh, hey, we, we want to hear from you, by the way. If you've got something you want to send through for next week's show, yep. Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. And of course, you can find Glenn over at GT Auto Center and go and have a, a tea with him and have a conversation. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll do this all again next week. Same place, same time. Thank you for joining us. I see Benji's on the line. Do we, are we going to fire one through? We, it's, it's, it's 10 o'clock. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, what are we, the sports show? We're the sports show. I'm McCarty. <laughs> We're hey, going to six I, minutes I wish, past. I wish I, could, I wish I could talk like McCarty. I was going to try and do a McCarty accent. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> As an Englishman, I'd be allowed advice to do a Scots accent. Okay, maybe you can do one. Definitely not. No, okay. Uh, let's head to the line. I have no idea who's even joining us. I can't read the piece of paper. Hello? Hi, good evening. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hi, hi good evening. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good fantastic. Evening. Who are we talking to? Uh, my name is Amjad. I drive a Volkswagen Passat. Okay. Uh, I was getting a lot of sound on my tires. So I was wondering, it's a, it's a kind of a muffling sound. Yeah. And it increases as, as the car goes faster. Yeah, it's an unfortunate thing when tires start to become noisy. It's not always a sign of any problems, but as we said at the top of the show, it could be an issue with suspension. So, uh, uh, um, Let's ask Amjad a quick question. Amjad, how old are your tires? When did you last have them changed? Uh, they are they're almost 30,000, so they're fairly new. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it could uh, just be the design. Be the, it could be the wheel bearings, probably. It could be. Uh, I, again, we'd have to see or hear it, but it, it's not uncommon for, for those kind of vehicles to have issues with tyres. Certain tyre brands with certain design and tread patterns will be noisy on the road, and it's not always a sign of a, of a problem. It's just a matter of the compatibility of that design of tyre with the suspension setup of the vehicle. Are they so, are they the manufacturer recommended tire for the vehicle, or are they uh, a third party tire that you've gone out and invested in? No, this is a third party one. It's a Dunlop brand. Yeah. So so highly recommended though, yeah. but not the ones which came in originally with the car. Right. The car is run almost 117,000. Yeah, the, so look, that that kind of tire noise you you've mentioned Dunlop. They're a very reputable brand. They've been around for years doing what they do. They certainly know how to make tires and good safe tires at that. But there are some tires, and we won't mention names, but you've mentioned one that will be noisy on those kind of cars and it's just a matter of the the tread pattern and the design yeah. and uh, there's nothing you can do about it what i would say is make sure you check the suspension check the wheel alignment that's something to remember regularly get that checked and adjusted and uh, if the tires are wearing out to make a noise they're normally wearing on the inside edge if these tires are wearing on the inside edge you can sometimes flip them over on the rim so you put the inside edge onto the outside and the outside onto the inside but that does depend on whether they are capable of doing that so whether the tires have an inside fewer and, an outside and fewer edge. tires these days are less and less becoming yeah. like that now but if you can do that that might help you reduce the noise for a while but it will come back uh, otherwise you're gonna have to pick a different tire brand next time yeah. I think you know one of the things you can do just to, for peace of mind is is at your service center have the service manager come for a ride with you, and they can give you a good sense of what you're if what you're hearing is simply the tires, or if there's something else going on. But it it sounds a lot like it's the tires themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, without without hearing the car, yeah, without, without being seeing in it. it. But I I spent five 
days in Milton Keynes in the UK on a training course on that exact vehicle for that exact issue. That wasn't the whole point of the week, but that was one of the things we dealt with in that week. And uh, it, it doesn't mean there's an issue with the vehicle. It's just, an, unfortunately, a compatibility issue yeah. between the tyre design and the, and the suspension setup. Yeah. I'm so is there, is there a brand you would recommend then? Obviously, not on air. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Dunlop okay. tyres. That, that's key to say, but... That you know, the the first and best thing for us to say, I think, would be whatever Volkswagen say is the best tire for that vehicle, and the one they they send it out of the factory with. That's the car. That's the tire we have to say is the best one for it. There are options available yeah. to you. I think when you go to your tire shop, if you talk to them through, yeah. they'll they can tell you which tires are more noisy and less yeah. noisy, and for cost, etc. So I I would have that good conversation with them. Yeah. I'm Jet. We got to let you go, but thank you very much for calling, and I hope thank you, we you helped you out. Much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. There we go. Um, I got. You know what? We got to. We got to sign off for the night. Yep. We'll be back next week, same place, same time. Uh, this has been the Car Clinic, Glenn, GT Auto Center. If you want to f- have a chat with him, over behind the Garden Center. Easy to get in. Easy to get out. Glenn, we'll talk to you again soon. Good night.